This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. If I would have kept making only the minimum payments on my credit cards, my debt would have taken me 47 years to pay off. These are real National Debt Relief customers. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get out of debt by myself. Credit card, medical, or personal loan debt? National Debt Relief negotiates with your creditors to reduce what you owe. National Debt Relief got me out of debt. You could be debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months. Visit nationaldebtrelief.com to learn more and get started. nationaldebtrelief.com There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Um, all right, should we just start the show? Let's start the show. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. And then the other guy, he's all the way in Atlanta. Ooh, ooh it's hot out there. Ooh. <laughs> Gotta wear a handkerchief. Because if not, the sweat gets into my Atlanta Braves jersey. Oh, wow. Everybody loves the Atlanta Braves here down in Atlanta. Actually, they suck. They're Dude, a very they, bad baseball team. It, maybe that's because their name is racist. No. Oh, is it now? Someone oh. told me it was. I don't no, know. They didn't call themselves the Atlanta Brown Cowards. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a much more racist name. Good point, Henry Zabrowski. I'm uh, going to tell you a little story yes. that I think actually folds deep into the Chaos Magic story. So, so today we're doing Chaos Magic. Yeah, finally. At, uh, at long last, after talking about it for what, a year now? Uh, yes. Maybe well over a year. Yeah, we did our uh, right-hand path episode. We did our left-hand path episode. We planned to do Chaos Magic, then realized we are idiots and needed mm. about two to three to maybe 12 months of studying. Some of and then we discovered that we are actually need five to ten years of studying <laughs> after that. Right. And so I went out to my so my apartment complex where I'm staying in Atlanta has a pool. So I go out to the pool and I'm sitting like, you know, and I'm covered in specks of paint. I'm a monster. Everybody there looks really very attractive. It's like it was like a couple of hot women, like two big like rapper looking guys, like big guys, with a lot of chains on. When you say rapper, what do you mean? Black men I'm, with lots of jewelry. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. hard. They seem stronger than the others. Mm-hmm. And so I literally was like, so I was like, whatever. And so I saw next to the pool, there was a, a hot tub. And there was a little rim. It's got a little like like bubbles coming out. And I was like, you know what? I deserve to relax. I've been working really hard. I went over there, slipped in there. And I was like, man, this hot tub's really shallow. And I was like laying in there. And I laid there for about 15, 20 minutes just laying in this. And like, but I couldn't really sit in it. I literally had to lay like I was doing the body float, like a dead body float in this hot tub. And then that night I come back and I was like, I go to work. And I was like, I tell the guys, I was like, guys, there's a hot tub at the apartment complex. We were saying they're like, oh, that's awesome. That night I came and I showed them the hot tub. And they're like, that's not a hot tub. That's a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> and I laid so I'm a man with black nail polish I had to paint my nails I'm covered in just sores and like weird flecks of red paint and I was just laying in a fountain for like 20 minutes like the most relaxed man in the world I was sitting there being like I can't believe no one else is using this hot tub and that shows the power of magic <laughs> using perspective I changed a fountain 
into a hut. <laughs> right. Total lunatic. <laughs> Complete madman. I'm very excited to learn about chaos magic today. All right. So right up top, let's say that this is definitely going to sound a little weird at times. Things, no way. You, oh, it's going to be weird. Things, they're no probably, way. they're not going to make sense at first. A lot of this stuff isn't going to make sense at first. But hang on because we have made every effort we possibly can to simplify it as much as we possibly can using as many real life comparisons and examples uh, as as possible because we've had to do that in order to understand it ourselves because we're, we're total get, amateurs we're absolute amateurs nothing we should that we say today should be taken as authoritative and by the way if anyone says that they are the authority on chaos magic then they have completely missed the point of chaos it's magic. the point dude you've been thinking about it too much the whole point is not think about it, it actually goes all the way back to hh holmes yeah of course so the best way that i can put is that you know we're talking about we've studied it for so long we've been studying it for probably a year now uh and the best way i could say is that if you look at chaos magic as a video game pretty much all we've done here with this episode we beat the tutorial like the real game hasn't even begun for us yet and you if you're going to go ahead and if you're if you're going to want to even dip your toe in the world of chaos magic read condensed chaos by phil hein and it's great it's very very easily easy to understand and this is us trying to to break it down in, in a style that last podcast on the left can break it down with fun examples but otherwise I think the point is to not understand. You know, <laughs> that's where I've come through. That's my that's my late night realization of being like we're not even supposed to understand it. <laughs> come on. So the foundation of chaos magic comes from an English artist named Austin Spare. He was the first occultist in modern times to completely reject the use of paraphernalia, overly complicated rituals, and secret societies in order to make shit happen. And apparently, he was a very awkward guy. He was hmm. extremely. He just hung out in bars all the time. He, uh, you know, he was a surrealist artist all of his art shows were done in bars he just kind of hung out at the end and would blab on to anybody who would listen to him about like the keepers at the silent gates of memory and shit like that but he was actually a brilliant person he's the guy that came up with the whole system of magical sigils that we've talked about on here again and again uh sigils are something that a person could create in order to focus their will and sigil and austin spare Creating these sigils, giving them to the masses, he made magic something that literally anyone could do as long as they kept an open mind. Now, while Spare is often referred to as the grandfather of chaos magic, the actual creator Can we actually, can we say more that he's the crazy, locked up, isolated old man in a shack of chaos magic? <laughs> no! He had a very nice, close-knit circle of friends. No, there's nothing not. wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a guy that has a close-knit circle of friends that you only hang out with in a bar, one bar that you go to every night. Technically, yeah. that's us. But also, what he did was that he rejected all society because he became famous for his nudes. Like, he would draw all these crazy nudes and incredibly technically detailed things. And then people started wanting to pay him a lot of money for his stuff. And he was like, I hate money. I hate people. I want to hang out with the derelicts of society yeah. and would go and hang out all night with prostitutes and sailors who are still... <laughs> At near the bottom. So Sailors he, are probably still near the bottom, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. He hated money and he hated people, but he forced himself to hang out with people he had to pay for? <laughs> no, he just hung out in a Tom Waits song all day. So he didn't pay the prostitutes. He would just befriended them? He's just their friends. Like like Jesus Christ, Ben. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> that, that real person. I forgot. <laughs> so, 
Now, while Spare is often referred to as the crazy uncle locked up in the basement of <laughs> Chaos Magic, the actual creators of the discipline were a couple of dudes from Yorkshire named Peter Carroll and Ray Sherwin. Carroll and Sherwin founded the Illuminates of Thanateros in 1978, the same year that Carroll published the first ever book on Chaos Magic, Liber Null. And ironically, the first book about Chaos Magic is probably the last book about Chaos Magic that you should read. It is almost incomprehensible. It is very dense. It is And same thing dense. with Austin Spare's book, The Book of Pleasure. Yeah. Austin Spare also did not really know how to write in a coherent fashion. He was no Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King writes a page turner, but he, <laughs> his soul stuff being like, lo, I have received the winds of chaos. And it's just like over and over and over again. And then well, at some point there's instructions in there, yeah. but I have no clue how he did it. Well, it's beautiful it, writing. Austin Spare is a beautiful writer. It's very poetic. You got it, but you have to think about it. You have to really spin it. You have to sit down with it for a while. Certainly can't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like a book of pleasure to me. A book of pleasure is when you open and then a dildo pops. You know, it's kind of, what kind of a pop book. books are you buying? Or different kinds of books. It's like, in the, like from Adam's Family Values. <laughs> yes, you should see my library. So, remember, magic of any kind can be dangerous and chaos magic is no different do not try chaos magic just from this episode alone because you will most definitely fuck it up see the left hand path episode interview with ragnar and how this shit can go wrong as henry said earlier we used condensed chaos that's how we un came to understand all of this sort of stuff so if you decide to do this don't take what we're saying from this episode like okay these guys are going to talk about sigils i'm going to make a sigil i'm going to focus my will it's not going to work or you're just going to be harmful to yourself and the universe at large so go read condensed chaos before you try any of this shit See, I've come through the other side and believe that, like, because that's how the beginning of Liber Null is, of being like, chaos magic starts with an egg that births in the darkest reaches of magic. And it was like this whole, and I actually think it's it's more, um, you know, in the end we'll talk about perspectives, but my, in my head it's way more about dealing with the universe and, and hacking the code behind the universe and understanding that we're a hologram and you can just change shit anytime you like, and you can change shit anytime you like if you just really fucking convince hey, yourself. Hey, you hey mom, is, is, that, is that a large fat man with black nail palette? In the, swimming in the fountain? <laughs> Mom, why is he in the fountain? It is my will that you will give me three free donuts this day. I get, do we give him the donuts, Mom? I, it is my will that I will also receive a large coffee with hazelnut flavoring for free this day. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But I, I do agree that it is definitely about rearranging the universe. But if you don't know how to do it right, then you might rearrange the universe in a way that will either fuck you or yeah. fuck the life of the people around you. Cool. But maybe we all need a dose of that chaos, man. Mix it up. Yeah. Mix it up, dude. Fucking toss them dice, bro. <laughs> it does kind of sound fun. It is really fun. And that's the thing, Ben, is that while all this is, it could be dangerous, chaos magic's just about having fun. Oh, okay. Just, have, just have fun with it. That's what Phil Hine added to chaos magic. That's what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that was what chaos magic is supposed to be. The, the major tenet of chaos magic is that you're taking control of it. It's not like the right-hand path where you have to be a part of a series of, of masters that can judge you and tell you when you've 
done something right or left hand magic where you got to eat so much pussy blood and it's all about like talking to Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. This is about you doing you and adding a little fun with it. Magic's supposed to be kind of funny and weird. You're going to find out the universe has a really funny sense of humor. So a lot of times if you wish for money, but if you don't do it really specifically, you're going to get hit by a car and you're going to get money from a lawsuit. Like, <laughs> it's like that kind of shit. Is it like wearing Crocs and eating ice cream in the wintertime fun? <laughs> yes. Yes, wow. Pistol. That's your magic. That's yeah, that, fun. Yeah, now you're you're a food magician. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And speaking of fun, you know, the one of the biggest influences on Chaos Magic is a group of people called the Discordians. Now, Discordians can be annoying. Can't be they can be very annoying, but they're kind of, but they're fun. It's kind of like an acapella group or an improv <laughs> troupe. Ooh. They remind me of, it's like, it's like improv at, at some shitty local com- comedy club. Yeah. So Discordians mm. believe that order and disorder are illusions by the human brain. Or Discordians believe that order and disorder are illusions created by the human brain. Therefore, order and disorder do not exist. Fuck and, yeah. And despite- That's what I'm talking about. And despite this, or possibly because of it, Discordians worship Eris, the Greek god of chaos. To give you an idea of the structure of Discordianism, here are their five rules known as the Pentabarf. Technically, this should all be written in Comic Sans, Marcus. I, I, I will say that. Hold on. It's called the Pentabarf? The Pentabarf. It's five rules. Well, that sounds yeah, like a... Pentabarf. It sounds like a tavern you don't want to go to. <laughs> Number one. There is no goddess but goddess, and she is your goddess. There is no Eresian movement but the Eresian movement, and it is the Eresian movement. And every golden apple core is the beloved home of a golden worm. Two, a Discordian shall always use the official Discordian document numbering system. Three, a Discordian is required during his early illumination to go off alone and partake joyously of a hot dog on Friday. This devotive ceremony to remonstrate against the popular paganisms of the day, of Catholic Christendom, no meat on Friday, of Judaism, no meat of pork, of Hindic peoples, no meat of beef, of Buddhists, no meat of animal, and of Discordians, no hot dog buns. Four, a Discordian shall partake of no hot dog buns, for such was the solace of our goddess when she she was confronted with the original snub. I'll, I'll do number five here. A Discordian is prohibiting from believing what he reads. Always. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, so that kind of really nullifies the first four. That's the whole point. Of this, uh, <laughs> oh, know. my God. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> my mind ben, is getting blown. Ben, ben, how fun is that? That's fun. Is that- <laughs> it's fun. That is it's, fun. This is like the entire like religion is based upon like when you're done taking a series of pictures and the very end of photographer is like, have fun with this one. <laughs> That, that is fun. It's really fun, yeah. To the point where it's annoying. It's kind of like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy sort of sense of humor. That's exactly right. what it is. Yeah, it's because a- Discordianism really like the what Discordianism is known for in, you know, somewhat popular culture, uh, is the Illuminatus trilogy. Robert Anton awesome. Wilson, which is fucking great. It would be as if if the Bible just like had JK L O L at the end of it. <laughs> I think like the final thing is just not, you know, just joking. Yeah. Just kidding around. Yeah. The BTW still killed the gays. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's not right. So we're saying here, it's all fun. Just have fun with it. But before you can start having fun with sigils and masks and altars and all that, you've got to know exactly what chaos magic is. Because it's, a, you know, it's fine for us to just say chaos magic, chaos magic. But really, there is actually a lot to this. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, 
Chaos Magic is about the randomness of the universe and each individual's dynamic relationship with it. Nothing is permanent, there are no absolute truths, and all fixed beliefs are illusions. Mm -hmm. The thing to always remember is nothing is true, everything is permitted. Yes, which we will get into later on. Now, chaos magic is the first postmodern magical system, which means that it pretty much has the attitude of fuck everything that came before, we're doing our own thing, and furthermore, fuck you too, I'm doing my own thing. See, that's very similar to a satanic edge to chaos magic. A lot of chaos magic is more like, we're going to do our own thing, you do your thing, sometimes I'm going to do your thing, I hope you'd like to do my thing. I think this is how they sold the population on Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems very isolationist, doesn't it? No, it's not isolationist. Well, it can be if you choose it to be. I see. I mean, well, that's also the thing about magic is that once a man has reached a certain point of magic abilities, then he does see that he has isolated himself from the world. And lo, there is woe in his heart, for his innocence has been lost. Hmm. Henry, do you agree with that as you sat in a fountain with black nail polish on? <laughs> what is he yes, doing? Yes, I do. Why is he in the fountain? <laughs> now, chaos magic can be described as a technology of consciousness. And while scientists are all about observable results coming from work in the physical realm, a chaos magician strives for observable results coming from work in the metaphysical realm. Now, the metaphysical realm, which essentially means you can make up anything that you want about your your own personal philosophy. It's, you're basically picking things and s smashing them together to make your own sort of religion for yourself. Hmm. And again, chaos magic is about what you can get in this life. It's not about ascending different spiritual planes, because really, in the end, a man doing the right-hand path is just sitting alone in a room surrounded by candles, and that's all it is. Yeah. Like, in the end, it's like he may be seeing shit and go into a crystal palace of understanding in the center of his fucking mind. None of that matters if it's not making him any cash, buddy. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, because that's the thing is that there's definitely a point where this stuff be starts becoming fantasy, where you just sort of live inside your own head, and you believe they actually call it magisitis, where these guys walk around believing that there's these all-powerful beings that are making things happen, but in reality, they're just playing a little game inside their heads and still doing jack shit with their lives. So if you do accidentally kill a family of five and you're set to, sent to solitary confinement, this would be the magic for you. Yes. Yeah. You can yes, create. actually, that's a great idea. So for all of our <laughs> listeners in solitary confinement, first of all, congratulations on sneaking in the podcast. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Why choose this? Choose <laughs> something else. Send an email to a lawyer. My God. But yeah, use, use chaos magic. Absolutely. Now, while chaos magic says that even though we may feel as if we are receiving messages and powers from the gods, in reality, these things come from nowhere but ourselves. Mm. Or, as Joseph Campbell said... Your god is a manifestation of your own level of consciousness. All of the heavens and all of the hells are within you, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> my, my god makes me want to hit you in the head with a baseball bat. What is, what is well, that's up to you whether you want to listen to your god or not. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, Joseph, yeah, yeah, Luke Skywalker, Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey. If you really, if you want it, like Joseph Campbell does have a lot. We don't have time to go into Joseph Campbell. I wanted to, but decided that we didn't have enough time for it. But if this you, is not an entire course in English history <laughs> in a college. So. <laughs> well, maybe one day I'll be a professor and then none of you people can stop me. No, professors live by a very strict rule of law. More rules than you have now. And I also take resentment at you people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> You'll be a great college professor, Marcus. Oh, well, thank you very much. So, Joseph Campbell, what are you saying? All the heavens and all the hells are within you. But that power that is within you still needs an engine to drive it. And what that engine might be is entirely up to you. It's what you invoke. It's what powers you pull from. It can be anything. It can be Jesus. It could be Satan. It could yeah. be the Flash. It could be Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Sad. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to Donald Trump that and just say sad. That's not sad. He's a great man. I don't he's like that. He's a good family man. He, You know no. what he does for those kids? He loves those kids. I think he kind of makes them. He runs them into the ground. <laughs> he should have, if he was a theater teacher. Tell that to like. Smash Williams. I don't think that his name isn't good. He's an actor. <laughs> yeah. He's an actor on a, and he is uh, being filmed. But that him. Yeah, but you are missing the entire point of chaos magic because oh, no, I'm unless I flip it to my side. <laughs> <laughs> so a chaos magician is allowed, if not required, to accept or reject beliefs or gods or whatever according to how useful or relevant those gods are to them at that specific time. So, in fact, one of the core tenets of chaos magic is that we can treat the entire established systems of magic as completely optional. If you'd like to use Kabbalah, tarot cards, or Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn rituals, you're totally free to do so, hmm. despite what old school magicians might tell you. And never follow an old school magician into some sort of basket or into some <laughs> sort of coffin because they will try to stab you or saw you in half. <laughs> yeah, they're full of tricks. Now, the belief that magic is only for the quote unquote initiated is a way to keep magic from the masses. In fact, traditional magicians have been running a decades-long smear campaign against chaos magic, even go so going so far as to call it the blackest form of dark power. Sounds racist. <laughs> yeah, it really does. But it's it's very interesting because that's again, it's like our government, right? Our government probably wouldn't be psyched about a bunch of people who all can collectively understand that we can change the universe according to the jelly in our fucking dome pieces. Yeah, you know what? I think every single day Obama wakes up, he gets his national security breakdown, and they are constantly talking about dickheads discussing chaos magic. <laughs> you know, this is really screw ISIS. Well, the government has used the powers of the mind in the past. I mean, you know, look at uh, have if you've ever read Men Who Stare at Goats, mm. you know, like the, the government has definitely, I mean, the CIA, we talked about it in the Edgewood episodes as well. Like the government has definitely tried to harness the power of the mind for their own purposes. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they have done magic ritual as well. They mix it into the MK Ultra stuff in order to kind of fuck with the results and see if something would happen with it because they knew that symbols are really important to the human psyche. They understand that. They know that. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> I mean, there had These to be. Fuckers know that. There had to be somebody who was just like really down on their luck and they didn't have money for acid and then they did get picked up by a CIA van and they just had a trippy weekend and had a wonderful time. Dude, I just say we fucking roll with it. You got it, Dr. Buzz. He's having too much uh, fun. Get him out of here. Uh, you, what's really interesting, too, is that I, I think it goes back to the back in the day what Martin Luther fought against when he tried to change the, cat, the Christian church, where he was saying that they. It's an ego problem. The old school magicians wanted to hold all the secrets themselves. They never thought about the rest of the universe. They thought that, that, that again, that's a part of magicitis, where you believe that you're you're lofty. You believe you're above everybody else. And they thought that that's where they were because they did all this inner work and nothing was outer. And so they held on to these secrets for so long until finally these guys who st stepped out of the OT OTO or stepped out of the Golden Dawn saying like, no, anybody can do this shit. You're, we're just doing a lot of homework. For nothing. You know, it reminds me of a great, the great Fox producer who brought to light 
Magic's Greatest Secrets Revealed, <laughs> which is now on Netflix. I watched it the other night. It's, it's pretty great. It's so good. By the way, the women do all the work and the guy takes all the credit. Oh, yeah. The women do that. every bit of the work and they're all dancing sexy within the yeah. music and it, what they're dancing to, there's no music playing, so they just look like a bunch of idiots. Whoever... And then the girls do their dance again. They say it all derisively. It's like they're the only people with skill. And the, whole <laughs> the narrator is just rock hard the whole time. Anyway, I get off topic. You know who's behind the mask? Who? Lorenzo Lamas. Really? Renegade? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So these guys trying to cut. These guys calling chaos magic the blackest form of dark power. It's not only a gross misunderstanding of what chaos magic is about, it's also exactly what the powers that be say when any kind of DIY movement comes about because chaos magic is nothing if not DIY. For example, Take the power that's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, punk rock. It definitely isn't a coincidence that chaos magic developed in the late 70s and early 80s, the same time that the English punk movement was at its peak. And here's how those two things relate. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of kids in the 70s, they believed that rock music was something that only professionals could do, like these big arena rockers. The only way you could make it is if you had like a 20-minute Emerson Lake and Palmer jam. Because you need oven gloves if you're going to handle riffs that fucking hot. That's a good point. (laughs) But then a bunch of guys and gals just said, fuck it. We're going to pick up some guitars. We're going to head back to the early days of rock and roll when anyone could pick up a guitar and form a band and write a song about whatever the fuck we want to write it about. Chaos Magic is similar in this that it harkens back to people like Aleister Crowley who created his own form of magic and his own way of doing it using whatever influence that he wanted to use. Mm. I can't stop thinking of the turd in the pool of David Bowie's house. (laughs) 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 Well, that's not necessarily punk. I I get where I get why your mind. It wasn't a turd. It was a demon, Ben. It was a demon. Demon. It was a demon. It was was not a turd. It was not. It was not a stain. It was not a poo poo stain. I know you want to say it's a poo poo stain. Go to listen to our David Bowie in the occult episode if you want to know. Hear compelling evidence as to Angela Bowie didn't think it's a poo poo stain. The real estate agent didn't think it was a poo poo stain. Well, maybe a poo poo stain is a demon in David Bowie's world. Again, it's about flipping perspective. Why is that guy in the fountain? What's he doing in the fountain? Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes 
and non-clothes. What we also are going to offer you, and I mean this, we're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah, very key. You got to communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is data and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma. Here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today. Right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. So the thing is about, you know, rock and roll and Aleister Crowley. So Crowley, you know, Crowley was a big influence on all this stuff. And regardless of the terrible, awful things that Crowley did, we know he's a bad person. We know he's a terrible person. He also you, technically was where that uh, quote from There Will Be Blood came from with a, I will drink your milkshake. But technically, <laughs> it's I will drink my milkshake. Mm, sounds more appropriate. <laughs> well, despite all this awful shit, you can't discount his ideas at their most basic level. Because remember, Jerry Lee Lewis fucked his 13-year-old cousin. But he married her. But <laughs> that does not negate the musical influence of Great Balls of Fire. But if or, we're going to go deeper into that type of logic, right. I mean, technically Woody Allen only yeah. made three good films, but then he married his daughter. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what about Michael Jackson? <laughs> you know what? I don't know the evidence. <sighs> the proof is literally in the pudding, which I think is the worst way to talk about child pornography. I get, Are you happy with yourself? Are you pleased that one of our most beloved musical artists has been sullied, has been, has been proved to be a monster, a terrible Lucifer monster? Lucifer lamplight of honesty spares no shadow. <laughs> I didn't read the documents, so I uh, still believe he's innocent. I read them. It's it's quite damning. Jimmy Saville leveled Saville. He put babies' heads. He put kids' heads on the bodies of full-grown women in porns, and that's weird. It's, it's, no, it's, I mean, no. If the body is of age, uh, no, it's no. Well, it's you know a, what? Yeah, the mind is the problem. The mind is oh, the problem. We're gonna we're gonna arrest everyone who does clip art. Are, are we, are we, what, what's what's next? It's a slippery slope. Okay, we're in the artistic world. Look, he is he is right, Henry. It is a slippery slope. I forget that is technically surrealist art in the strangest way possible. <laughs> Now, chaos magic, uh, as far as the established magicians went, chaos magic also provided those magicians uh, with an enemy. With enemies are always fun for everyone. It gave those established magicians an adversary. It gave them a Satan, while also mm. giving them a sense of superiority. Or, as Phil Hines said, it bolsters up, bolsters up their fantasies of being, quote-unquote, whiter than white. So, in other words, chaos magic magic was blacker than black. Well, Actually, I would prefer if you called it chaos magic. I think that that is it's more pronounced. It's like magique when you yeah. pronounce it with like M A Y G I C K E. There's an umlaut over the A. <laughs> yeah, but these guys. Yeah, it just gave them a 
even more so as a superiority feeling because now not only can they feel superior over regular people, they can now feel superior over an entire discipline of magic. But right. then the best part about being a chaos magician is that then you can take my own personal satanic perspective on chaos magic and love being the adversary. Yeah. Now you get to be the adversary all the time. You're the villain of the story, and the villain's always the best part. Yeah, but they always lose. Yeah, well, not 9-11. <laughs> We're not going to discuss 9-11 here. No. <laughs> and you could argue they did lose in the long run. In, in, the long, in the long run, yeah. Now, as far as what chaos magic can do for you, here's an approximation of what Phil Hine has to say in Condensed Chaos. Chaos magic essentially allows you to rearrange your mind to free yourself from the attitudes and restrictions that have been instilled in you that prevent you from becoming a fully realized person or, more specifically, the person you want to be. Now, remember, again, chaos magic and this was like right hand and left hand, a lot more sort of hard data and things to discuss. Chaos magic is pretty much all analysis. It's very self-helpy. It's about breaking your mind free. The most pretty much the most important tenet of chaos magic is the principle of deconditioning, which is the idea of separating yourself from all dogmas. It's the same thing as accepting no dogma doing the same. You have to believe that nothing is a hard truth at all, which Mm -hmm. actually in the end helps your life because Anybody who's that stubborn, who refuses to change, refuses to move, is never going to fully live to their potential. Well, you know, when we were flying on the airplane, it's really important to remember the wings bend with the winds. (laughs) And that way the plane doesn't crash. So our wings have to bend as well. That's very beautiful. Thank you. You're the new Robert Frost. (laughs) Oh, isn't that nice? I love Robert Frost. And I love Frosties from Wendy's, too. (laughs) Well, before you can start to decondition and fix that shit in your brain that keeps you awake at night, you've got to actually identify it. Magic helps you identify those thought patterns that prevent you from being you and helps you to break them. And once you've done that, you can start using magic to increase your confidence and personal charisma. For once you achieve those two things, many more doors can open up in your actual life and even further than that chaos magic can help you widen your perceptions to discover doors you didn't even know you wanted to open or finding pathways to doors you never thought you could open i gotta tell you using the power of chaos magic i added two inches to my pecker (laughs) two full inches look at that it's in my mind oh i see but it comes out in my attitude yeah, it would come out in your attitude. It's like, in your mind, his pecker's two inches longer. Right. So therefore, he's got more confidence in his lovemaking, and because he's more confident in the bedroom, he fucks better. There's nothing worse than someone with a three-inch penis with a five-inch attitude. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Be who you are. I added a couple of bushes to my root. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm a magician. I work at the subway. <laughs> the restaurant or the MTA subway? It's kind of both. <laughs> I don't. The subway in the subway. Oh, I do not want to eat there. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Chaos magic. It's all about change in accordance with your will. Whatever you want to happen can happen. Chaos Get magic laid. is oh. all about possibility. Getting laid, getting paid, getting made. (laughs) He just rhymed. (laughs) He loves rhyming. Johnny Cochran. (laughs) I'm the Johnny Cochran of this podcast. (laughs) Now let's go through some of the core principles of chaos magic. First, as Henry said earlier, at all costs, avoid dogmatism. What dogmatism is, is that you should never adhere to a strict 
unchanging belief system unless, of course, a strict unchanging belief system is a part of your temporary belief system. You follow me? I got See? you. <laughs> no. See, well, it's about flipping and reversing. I know that's very confusing. So let's define what temporary belief systems are actually all about. Now, a lot of magicians will set up temporary belief systems in accordance to whatever ritual they're into at the moment. A chaos magician should not only be able to, but is required to be flexible. Now, let's talk about these temporary belief systems. Let's go for an example here. Keeping in mind that in chaos magic, you can use anything and everything that has ever existed. Let's say this week, you need to be Batman. Ooh, okay. You need Batman's drive. What kind of Batman am I? Am I George Clooney Batman? You can be any no, Batman no, you no, want. No, you're never George Clooney <laughs> <No>. Batman. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's, technically, no one is ever wrong in Chaos Magic ever, but right then you were wrong. Well, then I'm going to be Val Kilmer Batman. So. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need his drive. You need his perseverance. You need his cold logic. So you believe in Batman with everything you have. You believe in Batman. Batman is real. You invoke Batman using ritual. Of course, you're going to have to look up and learn that ritual. But you invoke Batman using ritual, and you let Batman inhabit you until your task is done. What about the innate bias that Batman has just being a wealthy white person who grew up Interesting. That's issues. interesting. That's interesting actually, well, that, issues. Well, that's actually uh, a part of chaos magic is that unless you are very specific mm. about what you want to bring in as far as these characters go, if you bring in the entire person, then yeah, you might have those innate prejudices. I want to be racist Batman. Yeah, look, it sounds like you just want to be racist Batman. <laughs> I think you got that. <laughs> I think you already got all of that. You got okay. the attitude and technically if you just wear a cape, you're a racist Batman right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but actually, this is also about the type of ritual, too. Like, in the, using, the, let's say you want to be Batman and you want to use a servitor, right? The idea is you're creating a thing that that is a symbol of Batman that you apply qualities to. What Chaos Magic also talks about is that if you use an entity that you're creating outside of your head, if you have the gall to think that that entity doesn't have its own fucking agendas that can come into your life, and then you're up shit's creek without a paddle, my friend, or without a <laughs> bat paddle. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I've, I got my batarang. I have... I forgot my bat paddle, uh, and now I'm in shit creek. I knew I was going to end up in shit creek, and of course I don't have my bat paddle. But it's also about the type of ritual. They were talking, Phil Hine was using a, an example of he had a woman that asked him to create a ritual to protect her home. And he was like, well, I could do it. If I were to do it on my own, I would place little symbols, and I'd know what it would mean. It would, I'd put, like, runes places, and I would do this tiny little thing. But because I'm doing for her, and she doesn't necessarily believe in the process of magic, but she's very superstitious, I'm going to do a grand big ritual where I'm going to wear a costume and I'm going to read from a the, from the fucking Golden Dawn book. I'm going to read from the Key of Solomon. And I'm going to do this stuff so that she is then convinced that it works. So the idea is that you could, it's, it's about the things you use and it's about how you use. Exactly. They should get Sloman Shield. Sloman Shield? I believe that's a house protecting company. <laughs> I think it's called Sloman Shield. <laughs> they might. They might. Let's say you do that ritual. You do the Batman ritual or you do like the Kabbalah ritual like uh, Phil Hine did for a friend. Next week, though, you need to do something completely different. Mm. Next week, you need to be Superman. Ooh. You need his compassion. You need his strength and his overwhelming need to protect those around him. So you drop Batman. You don't believe in Batman anymore. Get Batman out of your head. Okay. Now bring Superman into your head. Believe in oh. Superman. And by the way, this is all also ridiculously simplified. But you bring Superman mm -hmm. into your head. You do the same ritual, but instead of Batman, now Superman's your guy. 
Gonna be and what's also just as relevant, let's say your Batman ritual is that you took a couple of candles and you carved the bat symbol into them and then you lit them and you did a meditation about Batman. That's one way. If you then felt you needed more power from the Superman ritual, what you could do is literally put on some red underwear, tie mm -hmm. a fucking tablecloth around your neck and fucking try to jump out the window and see if you can fly. It's don't, like, like, honestly, no, don't do that. That sounds ridiculous. It that is. is sort of a bit, but you can do that. No, you cannot do yeah, it. You can do anything, Henry. You can die. It's mostly falling. <laughs> no, but you do. You set out mattresses. Think about that kind of ritual. Spray paint an S on your on your chest. Like seriously, spray paint an S on your chest. Wearing a tablecloth. Know that what you need is his fucking bravery. You set up a bunch of matches, mm -hmm. like like uh, uh, mattresses, like outside of a balcony, and then you jump into the mattress. So basically, you're describing exactly what Mick Foley did. When he was yeah. he was backyard wrestling. Oh my god! You want to talk about a magician? Mick Foley is I a agree. magician. I mean, he's yeah. the David Bowie of the wrestling world. I completely Oof. agree. He yeah. envisioned himself as Dude Love, and then twenty years later, he was Dude Love on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it's really yeah. true. He switched from he's Dude Love. He's Cactus Jack. He's Mankind. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All right, so let's go back. I'm racist Superman. <laughs> You can be racist, Superman, right. if you want to be. There's, I'm sure if you look in the uh, annals of DC Comics history, you can find an example of racist Superman, and you can bring him in there, and you could use him. Now, the second principle of chaos magic is that personal experience trumps all. For example, it does not matter if an hermetic magician tells you that you're, quote-unquote, doing it wrong when it comes to magic if it works for you then it works end of story that is a very important thing to remember all that matters is that it works for you personally mm. and if you a hermetic magician ever tells you you're doing it wrong you can just tell him hey please we just make my latte yeah <laughs> clam clam it down a third one must hold themselves to a high standard of technical excellence if you're gonna do it mm. you should do it right Assess yourself after each ritual, analyze the results or lack of results, and keep practicing until you get the results you want. Mm -hmm. This is actually incredibly important. Amazing. Because the whole, the whole point is that the, with the whole argument against chaos magic that the right-hand path people have is that there's no way to tell if you're doing it right or there's no analysis or you're a bunch of, you're a bunch of undisciplined right. people just running around doing shit willy-nilly. What's really important if you want to do chaos magic from the very beginning is you have to keep a journal and you have to keep several journals. You have to keep a dream journal and you have to keep a journal, which I find really interesting. They're talking about in Condensed Chaos and I started doing which is a composition book you divide it into columns and then what you do is day time and you put temperature weather conditions things you did that day little things that you do all throughout the whole day that involve magic including tiny rituals like doing easy paying attention to yourself like mm. and then if you do a, an actual ritual you basically you d draw it out into a journal and then you put down exactly what your statement of intent was and then you have to put a time limit on it and being i'm expecting this result by this time and then you constantly assess it that is exactly what you do to make sure the meat is the right temperature when you work at Arby's and and uh, to make sure it's the right date so you, you throw it away if it's past the sell-by date. You mean like the, the liquid tubes that Com you used well, to squeeze out? Comes in liquid. It, it quickly solidifies. It, it finds its home. This is an actual question. If you don't have any results... How do you know what to look for if you if you do it and you get nothing? Like, what do you even think about to, to create something? What they have said is that basically... 
Number one, the universe has a sense of humor and the results may be a thing that you don't really – it flips around. Like what I said, like you wish for money but instead you get hit by a car and you get money in a lawsuit, right? Oh. Like th that could possibly happen. Or it just kind of pops out of nowhere. How What Austin Spare talks about with sigil magic is that a part of the end of the ritual is that once you fire the ritual is that you have to forget it. You have to forget you even wished for it because it come, like you have to release it to the universe and then hopefully it comes back. And it can come back at any time. So sort of like Milton's character in Office Space. When he tries to kill himself, he gets hit by the car and he's very wealthy and doesn't have to go back to work ever again. Yeah. Is it Milton's character? No, it wasn't Milton. Somebody else's character. Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a million dollars. It's a jump to conclusion. <laughs> a jump, that's a good one. Oh, the next core principle, something that we mentioned earlier, D conditioning in order to properly perform chaos magic you've got to shed the beliefs attitudes and fictions that have been weaved into your psyche over the years for example say you grew up evangelical like Ben. Mm -hmm. it's like even if you now know that all that is bullshit mm -hmm. there can still be shit deep within your psyche which influences your thought patterns and emotions however small over overall uh, extreme trauma when it comes to being physically abused yeah that's it that's, that's, a, that's big a big one, one. Yeah, yeah, that's a big. That's quite a large one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like me, I, I had to get over my. I didn't like olives, <laughs> <laughs> which is that's pretty absurd. Yeah. Although olives are always trying to kill you. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, Henry. I used to be having all-consuming fear of hell that you know would haunt my ever waking hour. I know. I what now it's like lo olives. <laughs> Why is that guy in the fountain? What is he doing? No one wants to join me, huh? <laughs> Must be too hot to handle. <laughs> it's actually kind of lukewarm in here. <laughs> See, the whole thing about deconditioning and all of this stuff is that that's part of the point of chaos magic. You wouldn't be doing chaos magic if you were satisfied with who and where you are in life. You want to change. You are. And if you are, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to change. And right. in order to affect that change, you need to change the way you think. Because chaos magic is about making reality malleable. And if you can't make your own mind malleable, then you're never going to be able to be Batman one week and Superman the next. Mm. If you're stuck in dogmatic thought, then you'll only be able to hold one idea in your mind. And chaos is about being able to switch between ideas and beliefs but it also isn't necessarily about being other people you're still you at the end of the day you'll always be you at your core what it's more about is turning your mind and turning your beliefs from marble into clay interesting good analogy also it's about <laughs> art right because yeah. Austin's art is very uh, a, a great example is that people you look at Picasso and those people who change stuff all the time they change the way they go from realism to cubism you know, and the, they're constantly digging and searching and again it's just about a great tenet of how someone could live their life in the most fulfilling way possible which is don't be stuck in one place don't be stuck in a rut change your shit come at it from another perspective you know it's kind of essential chaos magic to me now is essential to my thinking about how to do comedy how to do my work how to live my life isn't it just go with the flow um, yeah. well it's not only going with the flow it's making your own flow my friend yeah it's going yeah. with the flow while still making your own flow. It's like peeing your own river and then jumping the river and then swimming in your own river. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And once you guys, once you do all that, once you really decondition yourself, once you get, once you take care of those other core principles, you're able to take whatever you want 
from any magical system, in addition to themes or characters from literature, TV, movies, religions, cults, whatever you want. And again, it doesn't matter what you use as long as it works for you. And lastly, as far as the core tenets goes, mm. you must be able to enter altered states of consciousness at will, what is known as gnosis. Ooh. Is it gnosis or gnosis? I think it's gnosis. Gnosis. I, what, With, how is gnocchi pronounced? Gnocchi? Gnocchi. It's, it's spelled it, like gnocchi. <laughs> the food? Yeah, it's gnosis. So yeah. let's say gnosis. 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 Yeah. I'll order it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's the other thing about all this stuff that we're reading. We've never heard anyone say these words out loud. They make up this shit. And <laughs> no. again, it's like it's all made up. All magicians just make up words and throw it at us. And so that's the whole point is understanding and kind of the dancing on the idea that it all possibly could be fake. It's yeah. gnosis. <laughs> now, there are two types of altered states of consciousness. The first is inhibitory, which involves things like yoga, meditation, and sensory deprivation, and the other is excitatory, which involves chanting, drumming, dancing, or sex. Probably, not surprisingly, Henry is more of an excitatory type, (laughs) 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 while I go more for inhibitory. Okay. I meditate. I explore the silent gates of memory of my mind, while Henry's excitatory state is reached through comedy, improv, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm actually, I really do believe that. I believe I enter into a trance state at some point when you're, re- when I'm doing pretty face at a high level and it feels when you're in the flow and you're really in it. And I'm like last night I had a bra on. I was pouring myself, covering myself with beer, pretending to be a sexy lady. And I was really feeling it. What I would like to also put out here too, I think a big thing that held me off from once I started reading about chaos magic and the amount of work that is involved, I think I think how everybody is about anything that you start, because I, I feel that way, is that you want to be like, man, I want it the end result. I want to be at the place where I can make a hand motion and all of a sudden magic shit happens and like my life's amazing and I'm getting like and I feel focused and I feel driven. But it's really about the journey. It's really about learning how to do it. And then once you're in the middle of the journey, what I'm starting to realize as the, the more and more we read and research about chaos magic, that I'm, I'm really starting to see oh wow it's got nothing to do with the end result it's got nothing to do with any of this it's about that's the whole fucking point it's tricks you into being like it's about living your life day to day more present and in touch with the universe absolutely it's it's like a bodybuilder and they're like every day i want to go i'm gonna i'm working out so when i go to the beach i'm gonna flex my pecs and all the women are gonna want me and you get to the beach after working out and you flex your pecs and you realize the women want you but then you realize you're gay <laughs> you didn't want it at all. You don't even need it. Yeah, but then that's I've been but gay the whole time. But that's the thing, though, Ben, is that he's still got the muscles to get the dudes. That's right. Now, so yeah, that, now dudes will be slobbering all over now his dudes are all over. So, so that's the thing. So even though, and that is actually one thing that uh, Phil Hines says again and again in Chaos Ma- or in Condensed Chaos is that a lot of times where you end up will be completely different from where you set out to go. There you go. So yeah, so that's gonna be that's our actually we're gonna have to do two parts on this. Wow, one. it's like yeah. it's like Dumb and Dumber. Remember <laughs> when they wanted to go see uh, the Rocky Mountains? They didn't. They didn't make it. They went the wrong. They drove halfway across the country <laughs> in the wrong direction. I gotta say, you guys have done a great job of putting this into context that the layman can understand. So Thanks. good work because it's a very confusing subject matter. 
And uh, I think you did a great job, uh, Marcus Parks. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Henry as well. Yes. And, you know, wait till you good, get... We both had like a couple of late night calls where you're like, my dream spirit told me that I was wrong. I can't find my dream spirit. <laughs> I mean, like, let him go, man. You got to let the dream spirit go. He'll come back when he's fucking ready to, dude. <laughs> no, that was, a, that was an actual conversation that we had. And it's my dream self. I was yeah, hacking was, away at people the other night in my dreams. <laughs> I like olives now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Next week, next week we're gonna come back. We're gonna get into fractal logic, and you're really gonna see whether we pulled off being able to translate this stuff. Uh, we're gonna get into a magical models. Uh, we're gonna get into actual sigil magic, and we're gonna talk about a little bit more about Austin Spare. And me and Henry are gonna talk about some like personal rituals, some personal things that we've done in our life, and how we sort of have been approaching all this stuff. But thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We've been working yep. on this for, for months and months, and we really hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed uh, researching it. And we have to give a very special thank you to everyone who came out to our show at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. Yeah. It was such an amazing weekend last weekend. Thank you. Uh, the So many gifts, and everyone was so cool, and uh, the shows were incredible. So thanks. And it- and the people at the Kennedy Center seemed to be a bit upset when we started screaming, where are the child prostitutes? <laughs> I, did, I did feel that. Do you guys all feel the tension after the Kennedy Center, from, from the Kennedy Center people? Because we were talking about, like, how Kennedy's head was made into a back door. And then we were just kept saying, like, suck my dick, Kennedy, suck my dick. And they got really upset. They, I think they got, I think they may be devoting their lives to the memory of this man. No. And we may be sullying it. No, they uh, they loved it. Banged every intern in that building. Oh my god, they work there. They're employees yeah. of the of the Kennedy Center. They hate JFK. <laughs> I also feel like too, especially when I was I was watching Kitchen Nightmares last night oh, with yeah. Gordon Ramsay, and when he has all the staff get together and he's giving them a speech about how they got to pull together and they mm. it's like I remember being a worker at, when I was working at uh, Borders or at, when I was working at Hollywood Video, and if I had Gordon Ramsay come in there and be like, "You guys need to pull together as a team," I'd be like, "What do I give a fuck if this <laughs> right. place closes?" <laughs> Doesn't matter to me one bit. I'm just here for the free DVDs. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you guys, uh, oh, and also other uh, upcoming shows. Uh, of course, we got a uh, Baltimore coming up uh, in August. Go uh, to the Auto Bar website and get tickets for that. We're very mm. close to being sold out on that one. So yeah. get it soon. We will definitely sell that out. Uh, we're of course we're coming to England in October. Uh, there's a few tickets left for uh, our. Sh- Second show in London. I think Glasgow might be sold out, but it might not be. Go check it out, gigsandtours.com. Everything that you need to know uh, is there. And we, we'll see you guys in uh, Los Angeles here in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, we're going to do the whole Haxon thing. That's going to be great. And, of course, the only reason why we're able to do all of these awesome out-of-town shows is because you guys give to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash on the left is where you can go if you want to go uh, contribute a little bit to the show every single single week uh or excuse me every single month uh mm-hmm. and uh, you get cool rewards with every level go check it out yourself yeah. uh, everyone who has given so far we so very much appreciate it and the more you guys give the more uh the more out-of-town live shows that we can do. So thank and, you. Uh, and we have our live show right here July 2nd, this Saturday. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. So if you're, if you're, tomorrow. So if you're around, come and check it out. It's going to be super fun if it's not sold out. If it is sold out, just hang out here and we'll have a good time regardless. It's just a cool yeah, place to hang out. you can definitely drink at them. You yes. can definitely drink and, and uh, stare you, at Marcus and Kizzle. <laughs> did I you did, just uh, say you could? they can drink at us? Yes, that's yes. <laughs> kind of creepy, I will say. I did uh, get drunk last night, and I was on iTunes, and I did. Re- I looked at reviews of all the shows here on CCR, and uh, I will just say, it, it was not 
It was amazing. Yeah. Everyone is so unbelievably nice. There was one guy. There's always no. It was everyone was so unbelievably nice, uh, and it was for all the shows. Yeah. So thank you, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to everything we do on Cape hey, Comedy. Right and now. I'm shooting your pretty face going to hell season three right now. We're good. The first six episodes are coming out in October. Uh, I legit. I saw cuts of the first four that we did from the last block, and I think it's legitimately the best stuff we've ever done. It's really fucking good. All right, hail yourselves. Hail yeah. Satan. Hail Gene. Hail me as well, if you would. You little bastards. You cute little bastards. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.